Yeah, is that like linebacker's job and like associate head coach or like linebackers and like smells, associate he, he DC? Smells a, a potential I could be the interim situation, <laughs> right. and then they could take the interim tag off of me when I wow and amaze. Is, I told you this is college coaches simply built different. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wheel Hop Podcast. This is my only legitimate conversation amongst friends and lovers about college football and lifestyle. We come to you guys on the internet at www.thewheelroute.com. Uh, you can also send us emails to wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com. Um, we're also, you know, available at most podcasting um, access points at large online throughout the internet such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Google Podcast Center uh, for you Android users out there. Um, we're also on Instagram. Mostly it's a DM vehicle at this point. The content has been lacking. I will I will hand up. I will admit. Oh, feel free, though, to splash in the DMs. My name is Logan Whitehouse. I'm on Twitter, slash X at LogwanTheDawn. Coming to you guys from lovely Stewart, Florida. I've had a beautiful weekend here. A little bit of rain yesterday morning. Probably soften the conditions up for the golfers. Good for them. Um, but yeah, just we're just crushing it right now. We're cruising about 78 degrees, light breeze. Um, it's been good. Not too bad. Solid weekend. Feels weird not to just, you know, be planted on the couch all day Saturday. But, you know, in a weird way, it was kind of nice. <laughs> so who else is here? My name is Jordan Shank. I am in a rain-soaked Harrisonburg, Virginia. Uh, we got several weeks worth of precipitation, pretty much the duration of today, Sunday, mm. December 10th. Um, Numerous inches? Multiple inches? I think at least an inch. That's my mm. best guess. Gotcha. Just based on the noises I was hearing throughout my football watching. Um, I'm on Twitter.com, at Shank Jordan. Congrats to my guy LeBron, who continues to add to his legacy, uh, captured the first, the inaugural NBA Cup. Um, I got to think it cements him as the GOAT at this point because I mean, Jordan, Jordan never won an point. NBA Cup. And, and LeBron's won all of them. So Yeah. He's, he's, ne- he's never lost. Yeah. Didn't even lose in pool play. Yeah. So. Facts are facts. It's just... Tough day to be a hater and a loser. And his son debuted uh, for USC today, so shout out to That's Chris right. Well, big day. On, on a more sincere note, shout yes. out. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Jason Kreck. I am Hello. also in uh, a drizzly Harrisonburg, Virginia. I will I will echo Jordan's rain estimates while also saying that I have no idea how much like. Whenever they're like, oh, it'll be an inch and a half of rain, like that means nothing to me. I just know mm. it's going to rain. Um, it's a weakness of mine. Uh, Gaging, I tweet things. Rain. <laughs> Rainfall yeah, intensity. Just, I mean, oh, I did. Listen. While we're still on the weather, I did do like, one of the most dad things I've done in the past mm. several months where I looked out at one point while it was raining and I was like, huh, imagine if this was all snow. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I, I did similar where I was, I got genuinely excited for the rain because Harrisonburg has been like in drought conditions for a couple weeks. A little crispy. And I was like, mm. yeah, good, good. Um, anyways, I tweet things at Jason Kreck. I'm excited uh, to see you guys again after a week. I spent my weekend. I'll, I'm gonna uh, make a confession into my personal life right here live on this podcast. Oh, um, we up are until excited. this weekend, I had never seen the Lord of the Rings movies. Really? And so I spent a footballless rainy weekend. And I just watched all three of them. I think it's, I guess there's Thursday, Friday, Sunday was the three. Um, knocked wow. them all out. Wonderful films. Delightful. Yeah. <laughs> they were ahead of their time. They really, they really had something know. going there. I don't know if you guys are watching these films, but they're great. That's interesting that you'd never see them. I feel like you would have been yeah. one of those, like, you know, Jason, we know you. You know, there's Watch some yourself. things that you Watch there's yourself. some things that you maybe dig in on. And I feel like I, I I have a hard time believing that there was never like a ferocious defense of the Lord of the Rings franchise against some sort of yeah. straw man haters um nope. out of you. So that's that's good. And and I'm proud of you never, for owning it. Yeah. Yeah. It was never like it was never I was, you know, I I believe we can uh, all vouch for uh, multiple people on this podcast digging into something, but um, nah. it was never really no, never. <laughs> it was never. I like. I never was like. No, I. I don't want to watch it. Like sure. everybody's watching it, they can't be that good. It was just like kind of. I just never got around to it. And then, you know, the extended editions. Like that involves investing, like a full day to each of them almost. An and, extended amount of time. Yeah, and so I just you know I never really did it, and I had some time and knocked them out. Really Very good wholesome. score, well scored. Ah, uh, the yep. music bangs so good. It's no Jurassic Park, but the score is is phenomenal. That's why I think that's why I felt comfortable admitting on this podcast because it still wasn't the most egregious uh, movie omission from a from a think, this podcast. We think me not watching Jurassic yes. Park is worse than Lord of the Rings. I think 100%, so. One hundred percent, I do. Yes. Okay. Not having you've never seen it, it's like an hour and a half long movie. It's totally <laughs> it's it's, movie. there's nothing to it, and it's so good. And you just like have not seen it. You, you never yeah, stumbled haven't, across. Haven't gotten around freaking to Freaking peak Jeff Goldblum. I mean, holy moly. Yeah. Anyhow, well, yeah, Jordan, only. it's excited. Jason, did we float to you this podcast idea that we were we were sidebarring, work workshopping? Um, Maybe we did. I, I feel like we, we we would have, but Emily and Jordan and I are we're going to just do like sheltered kids watch classics and review them, um, because like between the three of us, there's lots of movies that we have yeah. not seen. There's some <laughs> holes in you guys' repertoire. Like, I, I, I love like, this I've never yet. seen Shawshank Redemption. I've never seen yeah. Titanic. <laughs> like, like, can oh. I can I moderate? Let's let this. So we love we these thought of, we content. thought about this. We need you know we're gonna need you not to be super haughty in the moderation. But, I, th you know, I think I think I have. I that's a fair. <laughs> That's a fair concern. I think I have modified my outlook as to I much can, like I can me, much like audience. me, who is being a better sport about things in this new season of my life. You know, yes, you exactly. are being less haughty in December, your... by yeah. the way. Logan. Yeah. Yeah. Happy <laughs> December, my, that's right. Hey, we got a we had a tree up the day after Thanksgiving. I'll have you all know it's hot freaking, day. What we are freaking you? effervescent with Christmas cheer over here, boiling over. I'm proud of you. Never had more. Yep. I, but, uh, I, I, I would like to moderate these, these conversations and we'll do so without judgment. Okay. All right. Uh, all I think right, well, we have, we have audio proof of you saying, yeah. no, I, without judgment. I have shifted fully into, I've shifted fully into being excited for you guys to see these movies. Yeah. I mean, I think there's probably some good ones out there. I'm sure that yeah. some are going to be like underwhelming based on just like it being like yeah. an early nineties movie, you right. know, there, but, there's some, 
there's some movies that like they were movies of their time. Like you know, everybody gets into Friends now, and I have to warn them. Like, dude, Friends is like just the most '90s show ever. It doesn't work anymore. It like, is a time capsule. It's yeah. it hits it hits one note. It's still like I still get some you know, of it, but it does not age well. It did not age well. It and did I, not age I don't well. like. I find like the back it, it, half of Friends to be pretty bad, but the front half. It's, I still yeah, think it's a it's, okay. it's a comfort food. Um, you know what <laughs> sure. movie has aged well and still holds up brilliantly, including the graphics. Tropic from Thunder. 1993, yeah. Jurassic Park. <laughs> Jurassic, Park Jurassic Park really does hold up. Like the, the it graphics does. are nice. Uh, uh, I'm so excited for you, Jordan. I'm pumped for you to see it. It's gonna be good. I you... did see uh, Con Air for the first time recently. Oh yes, <laughs> that is that is I a classic. <laughs> yeah, that, that might be. I that might. I don't know if it's Nicolas Cage's best movie. It might be the most Nicolas Cage movie. It's up there. Just in terms of like he gets to do that accent with that hair and crash a plane yeah, in the Las it, Vegas. I'd love to watch a movie where like that like something you watch something and you realize that's where a meme came from. Like the meme yeah. of him like standing with like the wind blowing yeah, and his yeah. like his hair is is from Dave Chappelle's in that movie too. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Things like that happen too. And you're like, wow. Yeah, you're like, oh. <laughs> you do the Leonardo DiCaprio. Hey, hey, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's another movie I haven't seen. That's, yeah, that that's that a weird one. one. You don't yeah. need to rush. That won't that won't be in the list. I'll be honest with you. What is that one? Once upon a time in oh, Hollywood. Gotcha. Yeah. It's Tarantino. Hmm. The critics loved it though. I'm Big sure. award show. They love. Like they, I said, that's know. Tarantino. I've seen. I feel like I need to circle back around on a couple Tarantino movies too. I feel like I probably watched some of them There's and like was ones. like I missed out on like why it was good and cool. Anyhow, <laughs> all right. Yeah. What are you guys drinking tonight? While we're talking about this stuff, yeah. I've just got a San Pelli. On deck, and then a uh, a big flat water in case I need to super hydrate. BFW Power Hydrators Unite. As uh, as my video compatriots could see, I am once again drinking a Bud Light. Um, Stick, sticking it to the very haters. poor planning. That's right. Um, I am uh, back on the red wine, guys. Oh, so classy. Let it breathe. My, my, my body is coursing with riboflavins right now. So, did, yeah. did you save some for your wife? Did you split it? Did you split this bottle bottle equitably? No, or she she toted it over to the dinner table and announced that we needed to drink it so that it before it got nasty. So okay, I'm just what doing my part. Did you have, yeah. yeah, twist my arm. Why don't you? Mm-hmm. It's not nasty. It's very good. So, um, good. cool, cool. Did you guys take in Army Navy yesterday? Yeah, I did. Really nice. I didn't actually watch any of it. I, I was kind of tracking it, and then it didn't seem like it was compelling enough for me to maybe check in on Prime. So give us the rundown. So I was in Richmond uh, yesterday. My nephew had a, his first birthday party, oh. um, and so there were visitors at the house um, of who I knew very few. So I just kind of sequestered myself to the couch and mm. watch Army Navy. HBD uh, to baby C. By the way, let me be the yeah. first to say HBD yeah. to baby C. So. Yeah. Thanks. On behalf of baby C, thanks. He looks um, cute. Yeah, he he got both of his naps in before the party. So. Atta boy. Yeah, he was, he was ready to eat some snacks. Have you ever considered, um, just real quick, Jordan, I, I do a lot of thinking about the life of a baby because I have formerly had one and now I have a larger baby. But um, you have a, a version. Of well, because I've been friends with Jason my whole life. Hey, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I uh, <laughs> bit, of a, bit of a stray, unnecessary. Um, yeah, just wildly uncalled for. Have you ever thought about like how good your body would feel if you had like a mandatory two hour nap 
in the middle of every day. I think day. about that every weekday about <laughs> yeah, like, I've thought like, man, if I slept like a full night and had a like, com- like I had to take like an aggressive nap in the middle of the day, my I would be so restored. My body would yeah. feel so good. My knees would feel great. I'd be I'd be dunking probably. Obviously. But, uh, Anyhow, I, just, I honestly think it's a surprise that corporations have not tried this yet. Of like, well, I think some have, like, oh, you'll have nap pods in the yeah. office. But if they were just like, no, you can clock out at, <laughs> for an hour and a half for, if it, for a period of rest. If it happened, it would definitely start in Scandinavia. It would definitely be like, like Sweden would try it first or Finland or something well, yeah, like that. I'm, I'm sure there are more advanced yeah. uh, societies that already right. implement this. Yeah. Uh, and it's just been shielded. They probably have like a four and a half hour work day and mandatory like three hour nap time and, yeah, they and like lunch. 13 weeks of PTO every year. <laughs> and they just summer. Just like, unbelievable, unbelievable performance. For months at a time. Yeah. All right. Mm, must be nice. All right. So anyhow, you're in the you're you're on the couch. You're oh, avoiding yeah. the people. Back, back to the couch. Yeah. Right. Army Navy. Uh, that's I forgot about this. Celebrating my my nephew's birthday, uh, <laughs> with a ticket on over twenty eight. Um, <laughs> yes. That that game. I'll speak up so, here and say that I had a ticket on under twenty eight. So continue. The tick, that the game was brutal. Like I <laughs> yeah. I want to preface this by saying. I still respect the troops. Right. I have the utmost respect for the troops and their service. However, you know I respect the troops. However, but that was some of the worst football I have watched in years. Like these guys, they were trying really hard. Sure. And, Navy's uh, had a bad year, right? They were both five and six. Oh, really? This game. So it was like one of your vintage, like mid. 2010s Commonwealth Cups, where yeah. this was a bowl eligibility bowl of sorts. Um, a real loser leaves town match. Yeah, I like, I turned to my dad at one point and I was like, You can tell that these guys are soldiers and used to not thinking for themselves because there was no like <laughs> creative, like, Oh, I'm going to think on the fly and maybe do it. was just like, I will run in a vector. And if something hits me, I, that's the end of the play. Like, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make something creative happen on this field because that would be disrespectful. Were the conditions the play that was called bad and my superiors? Yes. With how were the conditions? Were they, was it not? Uh, it just looked cold. Like it was up in Gillette. Okay. Um, I don't think it was raining or anything. There's been some really soggy ones that have been like at least those though like yeah. you get the like sheen of like wet football and like a lot of yeah. weird ball handling, um, which is always fun with these teams. But uh, well, yeah. So bad football to watch. Um, I, my ticket was dead in the water for a long time, and then we had a miraculous push at the end. Um, if if you're interested, go back and read the game on paper summary of about the last like five minutes of game time it was over it was i don't i can't talk about this <laughs> it was so over yeah, so um, over. yeah congrats to uh army they they did it and took yeah. took an intentional safety at mm. the buzzer yes to go from 26 to 28 absolutely um well let's move on to some your, your other... comeuppance jordan is that logan taught you on the pick spreadsheet that's the only thing i'm clinging to that it's all right I haven't put Army Navy in there yet. So. Has he really caught me? <laughs> Who's to say? It's the, the banker and monopoly is pocketing two hundred. There's potentially a double week thirteen lurking in there somewhere. That's just you know. Yeah. 
I might have to really change the permissions on that sheet. <laughs> lock lock <laughs> history really, down. But we want you to see. Lock yeah. history down. Um, all right, I want to give everybody an opportunity. Do we? Does anybody need to revisit any playoff takes, Florida State takes? Does anybody have anything else to say? about that it's been a, it's been a week of talking about that and uh i've heard some i've heard some wild takes Stephen a smith chief the best to ever do it my man is out here he is the goat a legend he's, he's tremendous speaking, he of, speaking of however Stephen a smith big college football guy very clearly watches all the games you can tell he's on the Obviously. acc network sometimes <laughs> yeah <laughs> on site in a lavender suit looking just resplendent but yeah. anyhow all right i don't have anything else to say florida state got screwed it was unfair uh also you know kind of hilarious I, the one thing i will say is i've noticed less chatter about who's opting out of bowls this year and i don't know if that's because like that'll happen as we get like yeah three days away from the bowl game but i also think some of it is maybe this playoff drama has uh, taken up some of that sports radio space. Yeah, I think I've heard yeah. a, a handful aren't going to be. I mean, I, I think that Florida State Georgia game is going to be like heavily depleted um, and going to be weird. Like the result of that game, like truthfully, is not going to matter. And like one, like if Florida State wins that game, like they are going to absolutely stand on it. And like we're going to get a, a whole new cycle of this conversation. Yeah. And I'm going to love the claimed national championship like UCF reckoning that they're going to have Hang to do banner. with themselves. Please so. do it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so, okay. Well, that will... Uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to the games. It's going to be fun. Playoffs should be oh, a good yeah. time. Uh, I think we got what, Jason, you said the first bowl game was next Saturday or this upcoming I believe Saturday. it is. We are 16th. recording this on Sunday night, the 10th. I believe it is Saturday the 16th, six days okay. away. Yeah, there's like four or five of them. That yeah, day. they stacked it up, I think. Hold on, to your, hold on to your butts. Let's go. All right, let's spin the carousel a little bit. Um, mm. Obviously, we have some personal news here on the podcast. Personal, whatever. Kind of personal. Personal to all. I mean, it's no longer we, we a professional have, logo. We have a, we have a mega donor and a personal friend of the program on the podcast. Uh, so we should probably talk about that. But So, yeah, let's just start with that, Jason. So, JMU, they made yeah, a hire. Mr. Bob Jesse. Yeah. I don't know, you might have you might have heard his name mentioned uh, the moment that Kurt Signetti departed for Indiana, but James Madison University football, the ninth head coach in program history will be Bob Chesney. Uh, is Bob Chesney. He has already been hired, obviously. Uh, comes from College of the Holy Cross. Um, he's been kind of the, I would paint him as sort of the hipster uh, rising star in the head coaching ranks for a couple of years now. I have been in on him for a couple of years and hoping that timelines worked out that we would get a run at it. Uh, and it did. And I'm very, very happy. I think we, I think JMU made an excellent hire. Uh, I think public consensus bore that out. Um, yeah. He, I think Bob Chesney was getting like, I mean, there was talk like he would make sense yeah. at Boston College. There was, you yeah. know, he would make sense. There's plenty of places like maybe he could make sense. So, um, yeah. Jay, so far, Jay, the only grabbing him. Yeah, the only negative thing that anybody on Twitter has been able to say is like a bunch of stupid, you know, Lynchburg Community College fans being like, "Oh, enjoy him for two years." And like, I, I don't care. That's fine. Hope he has a great time. Like, do they why would that, that be? Do people do people seriously not think? Do people think Jamie Chadwell is going to stay at Lynchburg Community College for? Oh, one hundred percent, they do. One hundred percent, they do. Yeah. Because they think they can have the money to go toe to toe with anybody, which they might, but. Didn't like, their last coach leave? Like last year? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah you might have heard of him. Um, so Hubert. <laughs> Hubert. Um, anyways, good. so good to, hire. The vibes are up. Actual in... institutions. Yeah, he's he's done an outstanding job since he got to campus. Um, he's said all the right things. Uh, I believe. Did the he win the press excited. conference? So the press conference is not until Tuesday, but he did oh. win the uh, the uh, in department video uh, welcome and all that good stuff. The the content that JMU put out. My family he has and successfully I, won that already. Yes, we are so, so excited um, to be a part of JMU Duke Nation to get to, right. work, to, to, to work to to meet the guys. Does he have a Does he have a fun accent? Uh, kind of. It's a pretty clean accent, from what I can tell. There's a little bit of Northeast to it, which makes sense. But like, it's not. It's not. You know, if he was coming out here dropping his eyes and talking about Medford, that'd be awesome. But I don't think he did that. Um, so he was so. born in Pennsylvania. So I don't uh, know yeah. that he's yeah. he's gonna it's, carry. It's just whether or not the Worcester. Worcester drained it out of him in ten years there. So, is he a scheme guy? Is he a program guy? What's his shtick? I don't. I don't think he's a scheme guy. I think he kind of adapts. But I mean, he nice. he kind of basically built. Um, he built Holy Cross. Essentially, they, I mean, they had a football program and they were very good back in like the '60s. Sure. Um, but um, I don't think he. I mean, he he built that and he built uh, Assumption. Which is, I believe, a D two school in Worcester, um, but I don't oh, think he's a scheme guy. I think he's he's a fun Catholic, offense guy. I know that. Schools, big big Catholic sounding yeah. school guy. I mean, Boston College really missed out, really, truthfully. That's, yeah, that was right there for him. But um, they, I think they've won the Patriot League a few times. They, I know they beat both UConn and Buffalo, which is not that impressive. But uh, they are only working with sixty scholarships. Um, they kept making the playoffs at FCS with fewer scholarships than everybody else. And mm. Yeah, just seems like a really good hire, really well-rounded. Uh, I know his um, his quarterback was a finalist for the FCS Heisman, and he's in the portal and has a lot of offers. But you know, if he if he enjoyed playing for Chesney, I think Harrisburg is lovely in the fall. But um, yeah, I think we're, cool. it, it's yet to be seen. There's there's a lot of starters in the portal right now for the Dukes um, yeah. have not heard any updates there. I am sure job number one was probably calling most of them. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Re but love to recruit your own roster, right? Yeah. Got to re-recruit your roster. I feel like being got a college go. football coach has got to be miserable these days with the oh, amount, absolutely. the amount of <laughs> roster management that you have to do and like probably weird brokering of all manner of, shenanigans and payments and, of ego yes ego mm -hmm. massaging and like trying to like not lie to people about staying around and just just you know have enough people on your team i mean i don't know it's got to be it's just got to yeah. be a lot i mean i, it's an I adventure. some of these guys who are like a football guys like it's got to be killing them that they have oh, they, to have, they hate it. a lot of this they, stuff they all hate it right I football mean, football and basketball coaches that are like yeah i just love coaching and recruiting like yeah well that's like 30 percent of your job now so make your peace and they hate yeah. it yeah, so, okay, we'll keep it moving here. Another fun one, Duke, the Blue Devils, not the JMU Dukes, yeah. um, brought in friend of the podcast, Manny Diaz, is back in the yeah. mix. He was he was cutting up with the camera crazies. This is a new Manny Diaz. He's been refreshed by his time in Happy Valley for a couple of years. I and think he's just happy to be out of James Franklin's shadow. That might be true. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he was. I saw him doing some weird thing with, like, a baby doll and the Cameron Crazies crowd. Um yeah. 
that was curious. He, but didn't he? Did he walk out and just drain a free throw? I think that happened. He did make a free throw. People but were very frankly, excited about who that. Who Because I don't yes. know if I could do that if I just walked out there. Right. So, um, I mean, I don't know. It seems like Duke's kind of going back to the well with like defensive guy with you know probably good chops managing program has he experience. The Coastal. Yes. RIP, yes. Absolutely. Knows that you know lay of the land. And at this point, like I. Duke, it's it's borne out that like Duke is a program that you can kind of recruit to and win at uh with like maybe a little bit more uh you know, if he if he could keep up somewhat of the standard that uh Elko had going the past two years, that will be, you know, very successful and he'll have an opportunity to, you know, step back into a bigger job if he would really like to do that, you know, at some point. But um yeah, kind of interesting. Like, I mean, he was the head coach at Miami and he kind of became the head coach at Miami through I don't want to say dubious, but like not a traditional like coaching search cycle. Like I think uh, Mark Richt re- retired or resigned or whatever, and he was just kind of installed as the head coach. So, you know, it could have been a little bit of a too much too soon situation. Miami kind of has done that with a bunch of coaches over the past like handful of cycles as well. So not nothing really to sneeze at, but kind of a, I'm just interested to see how the Manny Diaz thing goes around too. I guess I'm just, we'll, we'll keep our eyes there. I'm interested to see how it goes from a Duke and their expectations perspective. Like, okay, you had Cutcliffe forever. He he was pretty solid, pretty steady. You kind of knew what you could expect. Um, Yeah, not not a not a volatile like high peaks, low valleys type situation. Uh, Elko comes in, trends in the right direction gets out of Dodge for the A&M job. Right. So, like, how does Duke view themselves and what do they expect of Manny Diaz? Because I feel like if Duke's honest with themselves, Manny Diaz could win four to seven games a year and last a long time at Duke. I think that is what Cutcliffe did. Yeah. But I don't know if, like, is, is Duke now had a taste of the high life and they're like, nope. The answer to that question every... should not be yes, but it, it might be, Jordan. That's kind of the thing, right? <laughs> they hosted like, and... College Game Day this year, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. The vibes were up. Yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, that yeah, it is interesting to say, like, the high life, right? Like, I mean, they were never actually, like, threatening for a, a spot in the ACC championship game. Their quarterback got hurt. I mean, at the end of the year, what do they end up? Seven and five? If Maybe. that. So. Yeah, you know. I, th- I just, th- I'm more interested not in, like, how has Manny Diaz improved as a head coach and a yeah. program manager versus like what what's Duke expecting? What, is, what does Duke program? think they are in football? Yeah. I mean, I still think that the ACC is one of the odder conferences in that there's not a lot of like pedig- well, there's a couple of like programs with pedigree, right? You got Florida State, you got Clemson, yeah, I guess you got Miami. But then everyone else could kind of jump up or down like all the way and you know what i'm saying like i think yeah. there's there's a a handful of like six seven teams probably that like you know at the end of the day would it be absolutely insane if north carolina won the acc no maybe from the standpoint of like mac brown's their coach and like he does mac brown things like would it would be, be it would be insane but like you know for the talent on the roster versus the like the rest of the acc it's not out of the question that north carolina could win the conference but also like you know I don't think you could necessarily say the same thing about Duke yet. And maybe they think that 
you could say that about them. So that that's a good point, yeah. George, is what I'm trying to say. Long-winded version of me agreeing with you. Um, okay, Tulane made a hire. It's John Summerall from Troy. I think he is uh, – I think the full cast just called him a, a program-building coach. He, he just loves a program. He loves getting in the weight room. He loves just program talk, and he is – I think he fit Troy pretty well and did a really good job there. So uh, Tulane, sure, buckle up. Willie Fritz probably left things in decent order there, I would guess. I would imagine. Yep. Alan, Jason, do you know how old Summerall is? I mean, uh, he's, he's not like in his early forties. He's a young guy. Oh, okay. So he's kind of like I think on the Billy Napier trajectory a little bit. Like I've heard his name mentioned in like. Yeah, he's got like SEC ball coach kind of like vibes to him. Yeah, he, I mean, he um, came from so. before Troy. Uh, he was Kentucky's like DC, DC probably, I think, yeah. briefly, yeah. and I think he spent a year at Ole Miss. I know he's, I know he was at Tulane for like three or four years. Oh, okay, like 10 years ago. So it's he's back at Tulane. Um, so yeah, that's yeah. just a, a hire that makes a lot of sense. I think the same thing happened to Troy that happened to JMU, which was, um, he uh. He had an offer. Troy bumped it up, and he told Tulane no, and then Tulane came way over the top. But mm. um, somebody somebody pointed out, uh, and it's it's a little bit true, but not entirely true that um, this is the second year in a row that like one of the best coaches in the Sun Belt has gotten taken by another Group of Five conference. And Sun Belt people, and I agree with this, like to say that they're the best Group of Five conference, and I think. Everything bears that out, but at a certain point, you have to invest like you're the best group of fives conference. And, you know, it, it's tough to like, it's tough to say that and paint with broad strokes when the two schools you lost a head coach to were Liberty and Tulane. Like, those are slight outliers in the, the G5 scope. Um, but I, I would like to see uh, some more investment from various Sunbelt institutions. Yeah. Get your weight up, member yeah. schools. In the, in the room. Let's go. Yeah, you're probably that's that's an interesting interesting point. But yeah, I mean Tulane, like didn't they win the Sugar Bowl last year or whatever yeah, whatever two, bowl I game? Right. They, Tulane has probably got to be considered the best group of five program in the country at the moment, I would think. Well, Liberty's Overall. playing in the in the uh, bowl game, Jason. So yeah, you know, you yeah, gotta you do gotta hand it to the whatever they are. Ooh, I'm <laughs> getting an update. You do in I'm fact. An update. <laughs> I'm getting an update here from Drill that you do not, in fact, have to hand it to them. <laughs> regarding a previous out. tweet. Regarding, regarding a previous tweet. tweet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> New Mexico. Here's a fun one that the podcast certainly, we there all were we just delighted to see flash across the hoodie, the man, the myth, the legend, the box head, the Lego head uh, himself, um, Bronco Mendenhall. Back in the mix at, He's New, back, baby. at New Mexico, of all places. I feel like we floated his name. I would say kind of legitimately at some more notable institutions than um, than New Mexico, but I think my man likes to fly fish and uh, loves the big sky country. So New Mexico probably fits well, maybe. Who's to say? But Bronco, back in the mix. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm happy for him. Uh, he allegedly said in the introductory press conference that after stepping away uh, from the Virginia Post. He was ready to get back in the mix within 48 hours. <laughs> he was ready to get back to college football that quickly. Um, I was talking about this with my brother in Richmond, and 
I'm sure he was level-headed about, about his handling of things. I think part of that is, like, that's how you win the press conference, right? As you tell people, like, yeah. I've been, sure, I've just been itching to get back, yeah. and I finally found the right opportunity. Um, and New Mexico. If you were ready to get back, like, <laughs> there were other schools with open <laughs> yes. open posts. So JMU. There's that. Um, <laughs> I also think, like, this in theory should be a good fit and maybe is one he pursued more uh, heartily than some other openings in that, like, New Mexico to an outsider, an admitted outsider, seems to be a program where he can go and just focus on, like, the football of it yeah. and the molding young men, right? I think part of his... Um, disdain at the time of stepping away from Virginia was kind of the direction of big college football and probably didn't love having to CEO an organization as NIL was starting to take off and you're having to deal with, with all that comes with that. Um, so to me, an outsider, New Mexico would appear to be a school where he can focus more on just like the football of it sure. rather than all of the other stuff. So we'll see. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll watch a Lobos game this year. It'll be interesting to check it out see if he's, you know, reprised any of his approaches to anything. I mean, I'm interested to see what, what staff he puts together. Like sure. how, how he has like, these, like, he has guys, UIU you know, UVA guys. Right. Does he call, uh, away from their current posts at, at at Power Five schools right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say probably not a ton, but I mean, I guess we'll see um, if New Mexico's looking to make a splash uh, and take some steps up. And New Mexico State had a pretty good year, right? Uh, we'll rip whip through a few of these quickly. Wyoming made a hire. I guess Craig Bowles stepped down and retired. Um, and then they made a subsequent hire. I don't know if it was a guy that was already on staff or not. Jay Sawville is the coach. So shout out to Coach Jay. Um, I believe but, that was an internal hire. Yeah, Craig Bull, uh, pretty old guy actually, but very successful coach at Wyoming. Um, they were always a real pain in the butt to play, and seemed like kind of a cool, like college football atmosphere out there. They seem like they're kind of like a bit of a Boise State vibe going, like strong, mm. strong culture. Um, that's you know about it. They play good. Kind of kind of Mavericks. Yes. Sorts. There you go. Uh, Middle Tennessee State made a hire. It is the one and only Derek Mason Jr. Maybe he might be actually Derek Mason Jr. If I recall correctly. Anyhow, Derek Mason, former Vanderbilt head coach, former Auburn defensive coordinator, former defensive coordinator at Oklahoma State. Uh, he's been bouncing around a bit over the years. Where was he most recently? What was he doing this year? Anything? Analyzing. I think Hanging he was out. an analyst. Let me he see. Might have been, he might have been off this year, slash maybe he went to the Saban finishing school. I believe he was off this year. Okay, good for him. So had the itch, had to get back into it. Welcome to Murfreesboro to Derek Mason. Uh this does nothing for me. He's fine. He's a name. We'll see. He's must he, re- he must really he must correct. really want to coach. Um the, the, the thing about Derek Mason that stands out in my mind is he, like, once nearly got into a fight with Dan Mullen and Todd Grantham, like, in unison. Okay. Like, there was, like, a full brawl uh, during a, a Florida Vanderbilt game. 
which, you know, should have been harbinger of things to come, but it's okay. <laughs> uh, Louisiana Monroe made a hire. This is kind of a down and out program. You feel sort of bad for them. Bryant Vincent is their head coach, and UTEP also made hire. Mr. Scotty Walden. Don't know anything about these guys, but good luck to them. Um, we'll see if it works out. There are two current openings, as I understand it, and it would be Troy and Nevada. Um, otherwise, we had some reporting this week that Jim Harbaugh was working on like a $55 million extension, like an $11 million uh, a year deal that had some interesting will not pursue NFL jobs this cycle language in it. Um, I don't know what and this he had to write that. He had to put that in writing. Yeah. That was the stipulation, right? He had to go to the chalkboard yep. and write lines. I will not pursue right. an NFL job in this cycle. That's right. Which is which is interesting. So I mean it's hilarious. It is it is it is hilarious. And uh yeah, uh, been a quiet summer for Lane Kiffin. I guess we're we're heading into Lane Kiffin season yeah. though as the NFL jobs start to dwindle and he can float yeah. that out there again as if that's a, a reality. But um any I think the to, to circle I think the Michigan stuff is only gonna get weirder. I think that can only go one direction. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Too deep at this point. Yeah. I guess I guess you got to double down. I guess I just I'm kind of curious on the, like. Seems like Sharon Moore maybe should just be the coach. Uh, Seems like he should be. (laughs) Like I feel like every you would probably say at at best you would at worst you would just save some money. Um, at best like. The players like him more right you know like that that could be he, he seemed to do a very fine job for you this year including like your only one and only hard game of the season um you know i i don't know so it's kind of like i guess you got to dig in because he's a michigan because harbaugh's a michigan man and you basically blindly capital m michigan capital m man blindly supported him through his first three game suspension this year and his second one but um do you also think like hypothetically I imagine that Sharon Moore coached differently than he would as like hypothetical actual head coach of the Michigan football team by running it 32 awesome. straight times. Well, that yeah, and just like that was how awesome. aggressive he was on fourth down in some of those games, just like I'm the interim. I mean, and it, told yeah, me to be aggressive. So, sure, you're, you're you're not wrong. I do. I just want to say I think that the like, oh, he was so aggressive it was a bit like overstated i mean he went for it when he was supposed to go for it right like he w- he was more aggressive than ryan day the established yes history. right yes which and, we've been over i won't uncover no that. you don't need to and you know i'm coming around to your side on that because there's something going on there there's a little smoke to there so but i mean i i think that yeah in in comparison to ryan day or maybe jim harbaugh he like went for it on like one fourth down in the middle of the field where like he really should have and it worked out and it's kind of like oh he ran a halfback pass like cool I mean, they, they clearly, like, didn't want their quarterback to throw it down the field, so, like, might as well let the running back do it. Like, I mean, I guess that's cool. It worked out. It was a big play. But, um, you know, I kind of am, like, you know, that that's two decisions that were definitely, like, game plan-based decisions that, like, get repainted as, like, oh, he's a, some sort of a higher – it's Riverboat Ron back from the dead, you know. So, anyhow, um, Ron, Riverboat Ron is not dead, side note. Still get, still out here getting it done. That's correct. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, otherwise, like, I think we're we're deep into portal season right now. A lot of people hitting the portal. Um, Colorado seems to be rebuilding their offensive line, so we'll see if it works out for them. Uh, they did get the yeah, like, allegedly, I'll believe the number one left tackle in the country, high schooler Jordan Seaton, I believe was his name, committed to Colorado, um, which you know 
we'll see if that sticks. I think I think like immediately after he committed, like there was a report that he still has an official visit to Oregon, like on the books, uh, like in the next week, which is awesome. So uh, we'll see how that goes. I think Nash uh, early signing day is what? We're like two weeks away. It must be yeah, it's like twenty yeah. second. I think it's like the Friday yeah, it's before Christmas. Like right before Christmas, like yeah. Yeah. So uh Florida's class seems to be falling apart. So the thing that we really we, me, really couldn't see happening um to remain hopeful of the Billy Napier thing is kind of happening. Um now, nice that your class quote unquote falls apart and it's still likely to be a top ten class, but uh, you know, you kinda had a top three class and it has now turned into a Dan Mullen class. So uh, you're going to have to cut your way out of it. And I sent you guys the graphic, but Florida's schedule next year is going to be, it's going to be tough. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be a bumpy ride for, for, not coach, a cakewalk. for coach Billy. I think there's a Miami, uh, not of Ohio. There is a, uh, a UCF and a Florida state. Those are your three, like those are three of your out of conference teams. I don't think you get the usual, you know, St. Vincent, St. Mary's uh, high school game that would help out things. But uh, yeah, so I'm not not overly hopeful that things are going to go well next year. I think the heat's going to be on early and Florida's going to need to look a lot better and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, you, uh, were, you were hiding it pretty well that you were not overly hopeful. So yeah, thanks for finally good. <laughs> putting this out in the open. <laughs> well, I don't think I, I don't think I had a full grasp on the schedule. Like, <laughs> Uh, Florida does play like I think Texas. I fully realized what was about they, to happen. They play Texas A&M. I think they play Ole Miss I was as well. Just so in the moment that I hadn't even looked looked ahead. Listen, I think I'm trying to extend like significant benefit of the doubt, and like I do ultimately sure. like think that your program is likely better off if you keep one coach for seven years than if you switch coaches like at traditionally every, every three plus. and a half years. Now, I think that you can also, you know, I, I also say this knowing that like. Maybe you can tell something that's not going to work out. And, it, it, you know, I guess you've got a plan to have a, some sort of backup plan. But if Florida needs to move on from this football coach next year, like the athletic director is going to get fired as well. So that's going to be a complete overhaul for Florida's athletics, like leadership, which maybe is what they need if they like fancy themselves to actually like want to compete with Georgia, Alabama, Auburn, you know, schools that appear to have like uh, significant beyond like football program resources that are contributing to like very successful recruiting Texas, you know, think things like that. Right. So um, now, and you know, and I think the other thing too, is just like Florida doesn't have the on-field success to like lean on to try to make up the difference uh, too, which I think is a bit uh, working against them. So it's going to be a tough climb for coach Billy next year. But it, it makes the summits that much more rewarding, you know, exactly. most, most coaches will tell you. So hoping Arizona has a good year so I can get on the Jed fish train around mid October and yeah. uh, we can bring Jed home and uh, we can be Jed off, you know, all, all off season 2024 heading into 2025. You know what I'm saying? The no, t-shirts. no, print the t-shirts. I'm not. <laughs> Jason, as the merch is are, uh, if you could, if you could print the shirts, that would be great. Fire up the who's press who's you can basement. spell it who's Jed and off and it could be like the like h o o s twenty twenty four twenty twenty four the Reagan Bush or whatever uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, font yeah. even yeah. better yes that will play well with the uh, this I'll do that from our burner I'll do that from our burner Gmail account and not my own okay thank you hello I'd like to make it a, a limited I have a T shirt request please 
<laughs> Please don't ask any follow-up questions. It's Please, no, no questions asked. This but, is confidential. Um, yeah, I, I think Florida did hire a defensive backs coach. I believe he is currently the DB's coach for the Chargers, so maybe that's a good thing. Hard to say. Um, he also might be seeing the writing on the wall in Los Angeles. Yeah, he maybe you know, which tells me he's a good decision maker. He can make decisions early. Hopefully, he can. <laughs> quick, incisive decisions. Hopefully, decision he can maker. teach corners their hands on the receivers at the line he's of scrimmage. Got conviction. Yes, exactly. You know, press press coverage is his thing. So that's how I want my DBs to play with conviction. There has been some weird reporting surrounding Ed Ogeron maybe joining the Florida staff as the defensive line coach. Like, what? There's there seems to be some like substantive smoke that this could happen um i <laughs> i mean that does not seem like um a culture fit what could go wrong with mr billy i mean but what could go right jason the highs just to think of the highs don't i know it buddy <laughs> so anyhow maybe he's you know Maybe he's been to rehab and hasn't asked any ladies if they work out recently uh, at the gas station or anything. And he's ready little to, things in life. He's it's ready the... to get back in. I think he was like, Logan, you are being a better sport about things. I think extending <laughs> more benefit than doubt. It's weird. It's, it's weird. Go. It's weird how it happens for me. So, um, you know, I'm reaching. I'm reaching here. But a little, a little Edo could be interesting. But yeah, I don't know. There's a, I, I think there's been some, uh, I guess, some rumors suggesting that one Willie Korn might be uh might be headed to Gainesville as an offensive coordinator type. Um former Clemson quarterback, I think was recruited by Billy Napier to Clemson. Um and so there's a personal connection there. He is currently the offensive coordinator for Liberty, maybe? Was he Virginia Tech for a while? I don't think so. Wasn't there a corn somebody corn like that played for Virginia Tech? No, in, oh. on Fuente's staff, I think. Hmm. Potentially, maybe. Um, yeah, he was, uh, yeah, I think he's like Liberty's offensive coordinator, which like, I mean, I kind of like the way Liberty does things on offense. Uh, I'll say that, you know, with, again, oh, being also, a good he sport. Was, he was Chadwell. He's, he's just been with Chadwell, so they yeah. ran that stuff at Coastal too, which was very fun. So um, who's to say? seems like there's a lot of uh, being kind of coy and close to the vest here and like, Time's a ticking. I, I need to get some offensive line coaches out on the street looking for a job here pretty soon, or I'm going to, Uncle Logan's going to start getting impatient. But um, so, anyhow, excited for you guys to interview Make me after. That, excited Uncle for you guys Logan. to like just interview me after I have a nervous breakdown in like three weeks. So, uh, yeah, the <laughs> night fun. of early signing day, we're going to do an yep. emergency pod. <laughs> That's right. The Gators have fallen to 12th in the um, 247s yeah. ranking. <laughs> Behind like eleven SEC teams, that's the problem with falling to twelfth in the two four seven rankings. Is yeah. you you get behind Ohio State, Michigan, and ten SEC teams. So in Oregon, fair. Jordan, Texas. are you thinking of uh, wide Virginia Tech wide receiver Danny Cole? Well, I I feel like I remember Virginia Tech fans complaining about some somebody corn on the offensive side of the ball in, in oh, oh, was it El, elkhorn was it was it elkhorn wasn't wasn't their offensive coordinator's name steve elkhorn no hmm. well maybe it uh, was and i'm just conflating that sound. i mean they steinspring was forever but oh god right. yeah no it was it was more recent than steinspring yeah we can follow up on that on a, yeah, on a later episode yeah thank it's you important Okay. Um, there was like a Cornelson, Corn Cornelson or something. It, move on. Brian, yeah, Cornel Cornelson. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So anyhow, before we, you know, lose any more listenership uh, with just general bemoanings, you guys got anything else? Um, no, I don't think so. All right. So uh, we got bowl games coming up. We'll be we'll be checking in. I'm sure we'll be checking in. Okay. Okay. Might be invested at some point. Find, wake up and find myself invested. Oops. Just to say, what's oh, oh no! Oh no! The odds oh, no. are the odds have been boosted to plus thirteen fifty. What am I going to do? Oh no! My the is very clear this morning. <laughs> Whatever shall I do? <laughs> I'm gun shy from championship weekend. I had Oregon involved in all of my parlays, and they just like Ugh. killed me from minute one. And I, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't get back in. I wanted to chase worst, so hard, but I, I couldn't get back in. I was like, highly leveraged. We need to the, move. The we need to move. The 2:30 p.m. nuking of four parlays. I probably would have been, been like, it's fine. Georgia's gonna win. We're gonna go all in with Georgia, and then that would have. I would just been like, no, run them back without Oregon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same thing. Florida State <laughs> to cover for sure. I will press, please. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. So anyhow, thank you for joining us. It's the Wheel Route Podcast. You can find us on the internet at www.thewheelroute.com. You can send us emails to wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com. We have an Instagram. It's at wheelroutepodcast. Until we see you again, go Gators. And we love you. Go Hoos. Go Dukes. Go Dukes.